Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays. And same-game parlays, all on one page. Plus, Start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present. In select states, gambling problem, call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in a jam-packed Friday edition of New York, New York on the heels on the eve of postseason football for the New York Giants. The first time we are talking about the New York Giants getting ready on a football Friday for a postseason game since 2016. And there is a buzz. There is a good sense of anticipation as the Giants get ready for the Minnesota Vikings Sunday at 4.30, and the feel around town is that the Giants can absolutely go and win this game. And that feel, I totally understand it. I do. The Giants have exceeded everybody's expectations all season long. The Giants should feel confident about the fact that they went into this building just a couple of weeks ago and played really good football. The quarterback played well. They moved the ball. They scored a ton of points. They ended up losing because of a Greg Joseph 61-yard field goal. They also did not have an answer for Justin Jefferson. And ultimately, that ended up being the difference in the game. But if we're talking about the Giants and their chances of winning against the big three currently in the NFC, they clearly have the best chance to win against Minnesota as opposed to San Francisco and as opposed to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I caution the Giants. Minnesota's a more talented team. They're more talented. From what they have on offense, to the experience level, to the fact that they're playing this game at home, they're a better team. How did the Giants win this game? Well, to me, they got to get to 24-plus points. Minnesota is going to score. The Giants are going to have to score. Number two, Daniel Jones talked about this when he came on Tuesday's show. And it's an obvious one. Third downs and the turnovers were not good enough the last time the Giants matched up with the Minnesota Vikings. Giant offense moved the ball. The Giant offense had great success moving the ball, but they weren't great on third down. If you're in positions where you got a chance to go and extend drives, you got to find a way to go and extend those drives. Giants also lost a turnover battle. Now, 
they had one or two Kirk Cousins interceptions that you remember they were overturned due to penalties or the ball hitting the ground or whatever the case may be. You have to win that turnover battle. The other thing this giant team is going to have to do, because I understand Adoree Jackson's got a good chance to play. Xavier McKinney came back for that Colt game. He's going to play in this game. So you're better positioned in the secondary than you were a couple weeks ago. But find me the team. Look across the NFL. Maybe Green Bay in week 17. But aside from that, who has exactly slowed down Justin Jefferson? The answer is not many. This guy has been a flat-out beast. He has been a game wrecker. He has been a difference maker across the board. What is the giant answer going to be for containing? You can't even say neutralizing and taking him out of the equation. Just containing Justin Jefferson. That is a major key to this game. And part of that may be Thibodeau and Lawrence and Williams and Ojolari going and wrecking the game. The giant pass rush has certainly come alive over these last few weeks. And for any old school giant fan that remembers the Coughlin Super Bowl teams or remembers the teams from before my time in the 1980s, when the giant defense come playoff time has been at its best, the giant pass rush has been wrecking games. You want to get in the face of Kirk Cousins, force a mistake or two. Can they do that? If you answer yes to a lot of those questions, we will be talking about the Giants advancing to the divisional round. However, don't lose sight of the fact that the Minnesota Vikings are more talented. Dayball's going to have to coach his ass off. Wink Martindale's going to have to coach his ass off. The Giants can play with the Vikings. They can compete with the Vikings. Can they go and beat the Vikings? That's the million-dollar question. We're going to have my picks with Joe Beningo coming up a little bit later on in this podcast. And I I know many of you are going to want me to go the homer route. I got the quarterback on the show. He's been good to us all year. You've doubted the Giants in the past, JJ. Are you going to doubt the Giants again? I have to wait for old school, new school. And that's coming up later on. I will say this, no matter what happens on Sunday, know this if you're a fan of the Giants. You're playing with house money. You're playing with the ultimate house money. This team in a playoff game, think about what your thought would have been hearing that at the beginning of this year. And not just a playoff game, a playoff game that you have a legit shot in. Because of what this coaching staff has done. Because of what Daniel Jones has done. Because of the renaissance of Saquon Barkley. Can't really speak to the renaissance of Kenny Galladay. Maybe he has a moment in this game. You're so thin at wide receiver, I would actually run him out there. Now, if he screws up and he drops a pass, I don't know how much confidence I'm going to have in him. But after what I saw last week, I'm intrigued if I'm the Giants. Why not? Especially in the red zone. Wouldn't it be something if Kenny Galladay ended up having a big moment in this playoff game? Oh, my goodness. That's how you could turn your narrative around in this town real quick. Super, super, super quick. So, you can make the argument it's the game of the week. It's a flat-out toss-up. It's going to be a fun one. I think we're going to have a lot of points. I think it's going to be back and forth. I can't wait for Giants and Vikings. And we'll see if this feel-good season for Big Blue extends another week. Or are we wrapping this baby up on Monday talking about a great first year for Brian Dable? Or are we talking about the divisional round? Sure beats having teams in Tankathon, I can tell you that much. It's nice from a New York perspective to have a playoff football game that we are getting ready for. And that should fire you up. That should put a little extra pep in your step. Now, the other team in town, that is not a part of the postseason tournament. They fired their offensive coordinator yesterday. And... There's no doubt in my mind, Michael Floor was fired because Woody Johnson blamed him for Zach Wilson. Woody Johnson needed a scapegoat. Robert Sala could try to spin this any which way he wants. He didn't want to fire Michael Floor. 
He's tight with the family. He hired him. There is that connection. He didn't want to go and make a change at offensive coordinator, but I think it's pretty simple. I think they had their organizational meetings. I think Woody Johnson said, hold on, guys. You drafted a quarterback at two. He can't play. Somebody's got to be held accountable for that. And if it's not going to be LaFleur, well, guess what, Robert Sala? Maybe it's going to be you. Robert Sala didn't want to die on that hill. Michael Four, they, they try to save face and saying, oh, there are other opportunities for him. Please, they want him to be the coordinator. He'd be the coordinator. He's not. They, from ownership, wanted to go in a different direction. Here's my problem. You go and get a Frank Reich, you go and get a good qualified coordinator, I'll put this conversation to bed and say, all right, let's see what he can do. The issue I have is this. They're in a playoffs or bust type of year next season. Owner could try to say whatever he wants, and I know he did. Please, they don't go to the playoffs next year. There's going to be wholesale changes. Front office, coach, you name it. What top-notch coordinator would want that job with that being the case? I think that's a fair question to have. Like, if you're a top-of-the-line offensive coordinator candidate, and you could give me the name, Frank Reich, they're saying Daryl Bevel in Miami, who's a quarterback coach, is a possibility. I would like that. Whoever. You want stability if you're taking the job. Are you getting stability if they get blown up in a year and they end up firing the entire coaching staff? Does that hurt the Jets, potentially, in getting their next offensive coordinator? I think that has to be a topic of conversation, does it not? I would not have made this move. Not that Will Ford was the greatest offensive coordinator I've ever seen, but I'll tell you this, the offense looked a heck of a lot better when Mike White was on the center than it did with Zach Wilson doing his thing. There were times I saw Michael Ford's offense. It looked like it had some wrinkles of creativity. They're moving the ball. They're making things happen. Ba, ba, ba. This seems like an overreaction. And this seems like a situation in which ownership got in the way and needed a scapegoat, and now they got this scapegoat. Well, let me see the Jets go and get themselves a coordinator I trust and a coordinator I like, and we'll see how the offense looks. They're making a mistake if they get a lower-tier veteran, the Andy Dalton type, as an example, and put him with Zach Wilson. That is a big mistake for the Jets. The Jets need somebody who could be the starter immediately, and that's not Andy Dalton. They should be thinking bigger and better and not this idea that we can salvage Zach Wilson. You want to do that going into a playoffs and bus type of year? You're crazy if that's the case. Certifiably insane. All right. Loaded pod with Art and, of course, Benigo with Old School, New School. Uh, let's do some calls. Voicemails. 917-382-1151. And a reminder, we're not taking calls Sunday after the game because we're doing a Spotify Live. So if you're going to call the show, download Spotify Live, follow me, get in. You could be a part of the program. You can talk to me as long as I decide they're going to talk to me. But I'd love for all of you to be a part of the program right after the Giants and the Vikings on Sunday, right after the game. We'll have a SGP on FanDuel for the Giant-Viking playoff game. So a lot cooking this weekend. Okay, let's hear some voicemails at 917-382-1151. Let's go. What's good, JJ? It's Pete in Westchester here. Yo, yeah, man, just obviously like any Giants fan with a pulse, I'm just I'm pumped up for Sunday, 4.30. It can't get here soon enough, man. I'm, I'm still looking forward to this game. As anybody, as a Giants fan, is going to be great. Great to be back in the playoffs. A lot of people giving us love, man. A lot of people, you know, picking the Giants for the sexy pick maybe right now. You know, Vegas hates the Vikings. The media hates the Vikings. They always seem to, you know, they're not quite your quintessential uh, top seed, if you will, but this is a team that wins close games, man. They've been good at it all year. So this is this is not a game the Giants are just going to uh, you know waltz right in there and win by any means. But I think the keys are pretty simple. You can't get into a shootout here because you're going to get your doors blown off. So you got to control Jefferson. T.J. Hawkinson was killed us last time on Christmas Eve. So you got to control those two because if they're going if you're going to be getting into like a 30, 34, you know you're going to be given given up big points to this team. You're, you're 40 points, whatever. You're not going to win the game. You, you, get, you can forget about it. So they got to get pressure on Kirk Cousins. You know, the 07 and 2011 runs, you think about the Giants, they, they beat teams that were better than them. And the Vikings are definitely better than the Giants. But 
if you can get pressure on the passer, you know, the, the inferior team in these games can win. And we've seen that time and time again. So like, got to get pressure on Kirk Cousins. And he's going to give you opportunities for interceptions. So the defense and DBs, you know, catch the ball. If, they, if he throws it to you, you got to catch it, man. How many down the stretch, the Giants, you know, we won some games, but we also had, you know, some of our younger DBs were dropping these picks. Like, they were right in your, right in your midst, man. you got to catch those. And finally, I know that the Vikings, obviously, if you're playing the Giants, you're looking at this offense, you've got to stop Saquon Barkley. Let Danny Jones beat you. Let him throw it to these receivers who are scrubs on most teams. But I just have this feeling that Saquon is going to pop off, man. I think he's going to go for over 150, couple touchdowns. I just feel like the guy is not going to be denied, man. I really, I just have this feeling that he's going to fall out on Sunday, and I can't wait to see it. And uh, let's go Giants, baby. Let's get this one. I, I we can do it. I know we can. It's going to be tough. Minnesota's good. Everyone's overlooking Minnesota, like I said. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm just ho- hoping for a good game and hoping we get one more in the next weekend. All right, man. Take it easy. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the football. Love your passion before a playoff game. And this is a golden opportunity for Saquon Barkley. You think about it. Saquon Barkley has waited a long time to play in a game of this magnitude as a giant. He's been on terrible teams since he's coming to the league. This is the best team he's been on. We'll see if the primetime player shows up in a big way. At least the Giants don't have to worry about boat trips and pictures with boat trips this time around. That was the uh, the narrative and the storyline the last time we talked about the Giants in the postseason. And all of those wide receivers, including one who got in a little bit of trouble on a plane, we saw that video. How embarrassing was that from Beckham? Uh, but my goodness, they really distinguished themselves in that Packer game. Let's hope that the Giants' best players do a better job of bowling out in this game than they did in that game. That game, Eli Manning was dropping dimes in the first half. They should have scored three touchdowns. And between Beckham and Shepard and Cruz, they couldn't catch a cold. It was so bad. Rodgers hit the Hail Mary, and then big bang, boom, they ended up winning the game going away. This giant team, it feels different, though, because, number one, it's so unexpected. Number two, this team is very young. You hope this is the start of something here with this group. And it's crazy, the new lease on life that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley have. Think about it. At the beginning of this year, you would have put a good chunk of change on at least one, if not both of them, playing elsewhere. Now, I think conventional wisdom tells us they're probably going to be Giants going into next year. You have to think that, right? I mean, how could you not? All right, let's take one more. Hey, JJ, Eric down in Florida, soon to be from Washington as the Navy is so fit to move me across the country. Uh, but a topic for another discussion. Congratulations on making it to playoff football. No bittersweet with two and not making it, but still something exciting to watch. Um, been saying it. Pretty much since the Minnesota game, and finally the football gods heard me. The floor is out as the Jets' offensive coordinator. Don't know if it came from Woody, Joe, or Sala, but that to me is the biggest change that needed to happen. It didn't matter what quarterback after a stretch, the offense was anemic. That falls on the OC. I'm saying that for a minute. It's nice to see that one finally go now. Free agency, and obviously a veteran quarterback will be. Topic number one, but I'm excited here down in Florida for a little bit to watch the Jags in the playoffs. I think it should be an exciting game here coming up this weekend. So uh, go Jags as the local team. Good luck to the Giants, and uh, hopefully your fans can put up a good showing. Take it easy. Keep up the good work. Uh, Not counting on the Dolphins to go and put up a good showing. The shame of it is if you had – Chua and Armstead and Mostert playing in this game. Buffalo and Miami played two unbelievably exciting games in a regular season. Miami won the first down in the heat of South Florida. Buffalo won that classic in the snow right before Christmas. It would have been great getting that version of Bills and Dolphins. You are not getting that the third time around with Skyward Thompson at quarterback. You're just not. Dolphins is a miracle to keep this game within the point spread. Forget about winning the game. But then the point spread. Need a flat-out miracle. And as far as your point on the four, I could not disagree more. The offense with Mike White at quarterback. Functional, competent, creative, innovative. 
It did not with Zach Wilson. Woody needed a scapegoat. The offensive coordinator is now his scapegoat. Better hope you get a good candidate. You better not end up seeing four or five guys go by the wayside because they don't want to take the job. Better get yourself a good candidate to replace Michael Flora. And we'll see how the system changes for the Jets. And, you know, I got to think regarding a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who is such a perfect scheme fit for what LaFleur runs and the connections with San Francisco, does this make Jimmy G less of a fit for the New York Jets? Could argue yes. Could argue yes. This is going to be a fascinating offseason. There are so many interesting quarterbacks out there. And there are a lot of teams that are in the quarterback market. That's going to be the big story of who ends up where. Rodgers, I think he ends up staying. Brady and what his future is going to be. Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Minshew, Mayfield. What do the Dolphins do as far as who you bring in with Tua? Could you have... You have to have a backup with him. I mean, now with the concussions, there's there's no other way around it. You have to have a backup with him. Our guy, Daniel Jones, who will be back with the Giants. I'd be stunned if he's not. Interesting offseason as far as the quarterbacks. All right. We got all our regulars for a football Friday. Beningo. Our dice. We'll close it out with Jeff Money. Wildcard weekend. Let's win and win big. Old school, new school, coming up next. The regular season has come to a close. It is now time for the wildcard weekend edition of Old School, New School, and we welcome back Joe Beningo. Joe, before we get to these games, that was quite the barn burner between the Dolphins and the Jets that I witnessed <laughs> oh at Hard Rock Stadium last you know, week. By the way, as I said to you, you're welcome. You know what I mean? Like if you were playing anybody else but my crappy team, you wouldn't, you, you know, we'd be looking at the Steelers in the playoffs, bro. <clears throat> you're not wrong about that. I, I guess I should say you're welcome. Although with a third string quarterback and a team that is totally decimated, yeah. uh, I don't know no, how yeah. welcome I am about the idea that my team has got to play this week to take on the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. But before we get to these yeah, games. I don't think it's going to be a long stay, my boy. No, I, I wouldn't expect it to be. I, I don't think it's going to be a long stay within the game, but we'll get to that momentarily. Yeah. Your team now is in the market for a new offensive coordinator. And my thought is, Joe, I don't like it. And I'm not trying to make Mike LaFleur out to be, you know, Don Coriel and the end-all, be-all when it comes to calling plays. But his quarterback situation was embarrassing. The offense clearly looked better when Mike White was running it. And for everyone to be in win-now mode next season, now you got to go and learn a new offense. And now I think they have opened the door to Zach Wilson returning. I don't like this, Joe. I don't no, like I it. Could, uh, you're 100% right. And I think it all comes down to the owner, bro. It's all about freaking Woody. Woody went, let's be real about what happened here. Woody went to Sal and told him, look, either you get rid of the floor or your guy. That's basically what happened. No question. And, and what I've heard is Woody wants the kid to be the quarterback, Wilson. All right. And you might be right, which is a disaster. Which is just, it couldn't be a bigger mistake if that if that's what happens here. 1,000%. And I don't want to hear from Zach Wilson, oh, I'm going to make the veteran quarterback's life hell, ba, ba, ba. Actions, young Zach, speak louder than that? words. Wait a minute, hold on. Did he say that? He sure did. You didn't hear that quote? No. He said, I'm going to make the veteran quarterback's life hell. By the way, I'm going to compete. That he's going to be that hardworking in the offseason that oh, it's going to be tough on him. Oh, he didn't, mean, he didn't mean it in a negative connotation. Like. He tried to use it as a positive, but be that as it may, the Jeff fan doesn't want to hear that right now no, when you were an embarrassment no. when you were on the field. No, 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 no. Um, but I think he's going to, I think he's, I hate to say it, I think he's going to be here and Mike White's not going to be. I would agree with that. Veteran quarterback, <laughs> gut feel. Who, who is the veteran quarterback the Jets bring in? Who is it going to be? Well, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to tell me that Zach Wilson's going to be the starter, then, you know, it's not going to be Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll tell you that. It's going to be some God knows who. You know what I mean? Maybe it is God that meets you or somebody like that. Right? I mean, I, I, this is a mistake if they're going into the season with, with Zach as the quarterback. I mean, there's no other way. It's a big mistake. They should let him go. They should sign Mike White to be a backup. And to me, Derek Carr's the guy I would bring in. That's me. 
All right, you're on record. Derek Carr is who you want to be the Jets' starting quarterback next season. All right, Joe. We both went three and two last week. We're basically neck and neck. The playoffs is going to decide this thing. I will give you the honors. I will give you the tee box. And what we will do here is we will rotate who goes first in every other game, meaning you will go first Seattle-San Francisco. I will go first Chargers and Jaguars, and we'll take it from there. But I give you the tee box. You're not Tommy Keenan. Niners, Seahawks, the floor is yours, sir. So I got to go. It's a big number, but I got to go with San Francisco. I mean, look, they beat the Seahawks twice during the year. And if you look at the history of these games where teams play for a third time, generally the team that beat won the first two wins again. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I'm pretty sure that, 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 that the numbers would support that. You got to look that up. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The Niners here to me are going to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the Seahawks have been a nice story. Geno's had a, <clears throat> a tremendous year. You know, maybe he's the comeback player of the year. <clears throat> he might be. He'd be a comeback player of the decade. For that matter. He might be. Anyway, um, you know, they've been a nice story, the whole deal. They win the last two games to get into the playoffs. Barely, you know, barely beat the Rams in overtime, but they got there. I like the Niners laying a nine and a half. I mean, I think you got to go that way. This, to me, is the toughest game of the week. You know, I thought long and hard about laying the wood with San Francisco. San Francisco, I'm with you, is going to end up being a Super Bowl team. I just have a funny feeling, Joe, and maybe it's because some of these games are just so damn lopsided. I don't want to go chalk in every single one of these games. Right, right. I just have a funny feeling that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are going to hang in. I don't have any real justification for that. It's a very tough sell. I know San Francisco is dangerous. I know how loaded they are on both sides of the ball. But I just have a funny feeling Seattle hangs around in this game. Maybe it's a backdoor cover. Maybe it's close and it's tight early and San Francisco pulls away. I don't want to be laying it with every single one of these teams. So I'm going to go contrarian here out of the gate. And again, this to me, Joe, was the hardest game of the week Mm. for me to pick. I'll go the other way. I'll take Seattle. I say that Pete Carroll, third time around, finds a way to keep it close. They make it ugly. <clears throat> San Fran wins. Seattle covers. All right, good. So we go head-to-head on that game. All right. All right, now, so go ahead. So, I'm so going to give you the two. honor. Oh, no, I am going to take the honors now in game two. Yeah, I'm already screwed correct. up my rules. Well, let's that's get right to it. This is my favorite game of the week. I love Jacksonville plus two and a half against the Los Angeles Chargers. First of all, the Chargers handled last week terribly. Why Mike Williams? And why Joey Bosa are out there playing in a game that meant absolutely nothing. They both get hurt. Now they're saying that Williams is going to be a game-time decision. So even Mm -hmm. if he does play, you have, number one, no idea if he's going to get through four quarters. Number two, what in God's name is he going to look like if indeed he's out there? They're a different team when Mike Williams is right and when he's not right. And I know Jacksonville looked terrible last week. Let's be honest. They should have lost to Tennessee. They should have lost to Dobbs. However, Joe, I think that game, the magnitude, the gravity of winning in and getting that under the belt of Trevor Lawrence and getting it under the belt of a young Jacksonville team, I think is going to help them in this game. I think they're confident. They've beaten some good teams down the stretch. I know not the Jets and I know uh, not Tennessee particularly, but they did come back against Dallas. They did come back against Baltimore. And they smoked the Chargers early in the year. I know Herbert was hurt. That was the game after his rip thing. All well and good. I'm getting the two and a half. I'm taking a far better coach in this game. That's Doug Peterson over Brandon Staley. Upset alert. Jacksonville, plus two and a half. Jacksonville wins outright. You know, I'm with you 100% in this game. And I think the biggest the biggest deal, I, I don't love the Chargers. I never do. I mean, I you know, until they prove me differently, they're they're uh, they're a fraud team. Even though they you know they made the playoffs, Herbert's a terrific quarterback, all of that. But you hit the big difference to me. Doug Peterson going up against uh, Brandon Staley. It's not even a, it's not even a fair a fair fight here. Uh, I'm with you 100 percent on the Jaguars. I love them getting two and a half at home, win the game outright. Well, Joe, you have the honors for my beloved Dolphins against the Bills, and I think I know where you're going. Bro, I got to take both. And I, I know the number is is absurd, but I got to take them. I mean, I just don't see how the Dolphins are in this game. You know, you start with Skylar Thompson. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't love, look, if, if you, if, I, I said it before kind of jokingly, but 
if they were playing a different team with the Jets last week, forget it. I mean, you know, the Jet, Jet offense was just horrific. You know, I, th- I thought Th- Thompson actually made some plays against the Jet defense. There were a few times I thought they had him for losses, should have had him, and, you know, weren't able to put him down, and he made plays. That one crazy play to Gusecki when he, when Franklin Myers hit his arm, and it was like a, a punt, over-end punt, and Gusecki's all alone to make the play. You know, so he made those kind of plays during the game. Uh, but, you know, Buffalo, to me, is going to the Super Bowl. They're going to hammer the Dolphins, bro. I'm, I just... I, I think, you know, 13 and a half, I got a lead of wood. I got it. The shame it is, Joe. <clears throat> Both teams played magnificent regular season games this year. Yeah. The game in yeah. Miami was yeah. a classic. Yeah. The yeah. game in Buffalo in the Good snow the a couple weeks ago on a yeah. Saturday was a classic. <laughs> yeah. But the Dolphins are too beat up. Two are not playing as a killer. Teron Armstead, their best lineman, his status is in question. That's super problematic. Mostert, yeah. who ran the football really well against the Jets, he broke his thumb. So what kind of shape is right, he going right. to be in going into this game? They can't make this line high enough. 13 and a half, it, to be honest, Joe, I think it's low. I think this line should be 16 Could and be. a half for 17. And listen, I hope I'm wrong here. My, my challenge to the Dolphins, it's weird. You don't expect this going into a playoff game. Don't get embarrassed. Go and compete for a half. Go and hang in there. Make Buffalo sweat a little bit. I unfortunately don't think they have the guns to do so. I think this game is 31-10, Buffalo by 21. Hope I'm wrong, but I'm laying 13 and a half. Yeah, no, I I, I, I got to agree with you, bro. I mean, I just don't see. Look, they're fortunate to have made it. Uh, they lost five straight games coming into the game against the Jets. And like I said, if they were playing somebody else, um, Buffalo's going to kill them. I don't see any other any other way. So we are united now yes. in two of the yes. first three games. This should be an interesting one. Go ahead. The Giants have been very good to you, extremely good to you. And then you have the Minnesota Vikings, who are a very fortunate 13-4. and four. I may surprise you here. Go. And I know the quarterback comes on my show every week. I like him. He's had a great year. He deserves the contract he's going to get in the offseason. The coach is coach of the year in the NFL. He's done a fantastic job. Everyone in their mother, Joe, is on the New York Giants this week. Maybe it's because I'm here in New York, but not just in New York. Put on these shows. Go on social media. Everybody loves the Giants. The Minnesota Vikings are better. That's what it boils down to to me. They're more explosive. They have more talent. And normally, talent wins out in these games. Yes, the coaching scares me a little bit with Dable. The Giants making plays against the Vikings the first time around scares me. Who is the giant answer for Justin Jefferson? I can't find one. I think he's the best player on the field. I think he ultimately, along with home field, makes the difference in this game. Sorry, Giant fans. I know you don't want to hear this, but you're probably happy to hear it from me. Minnesota is winning a close game. I think this game's high scoring. I think it's back and forth. 31-24, Joe. I got the Vikings over the Giants. Oh, well, you know what? I've been on the Giants all year. I'm 7-1 and one with them, but I got to take Minnesota. I'm only laying three. Everything you said, everybody's loving the Giants. Everybody, oh, you know, it's almost like a given that the Giants are winning this game. Like you said, you know, here in New York, maybe that's, you know, and I get it, Minnesota, you know, 13-4. and four, They gave up more points than they scored. All of that, they won 11 games by less than a, a, a one touchdown, a one score games. 11, 11 out of the 13. They're going in this game with a chip on the shoulder. Nobody respects them. They're 13 and 4. Nobody, nobody gives them any respect whatsoever. They're playing at home. Agree with you about Dable. I think Jones are going to play play well. I think the, I think the Vikings are going to win this game. I hate to say it. Easily. Easily. So you yes. do not think this will be a competitive game. No, you I'm, think a rock. Well, Interesting. I think, it'll be, I think it'll be competitive to a point in this game. I'm not saying the game's going to be over at halftime. But I think when all said when all said and done, when all said and done, I really think the uh, the, uh, the the Vikings are going to win. I just think again, I think Minnesota is playing with a chip on their shoulder. Nobody's giving them any respect. They're thirteen and four. Uh, they're playing at home. Everybody's on the Giants, and the Giants have had a fabulous year. It ends here in Minnesota. So I'm with you. Well, on the we're in agreement so there, and I know the three. Giant fan isn't going to like to hear that. Right. But the one thing I'd say is I've picked against the Giants a lot over the course of this year, and I have not had great success 
picking <laughs> against the New York Giants. The fascinating thing with this pick, though, for you, Joe, you have been yeah. on the Giants again right. and again and again, and now you're turning your back on playoff time. Well, because I just, I, you know what? If it was a different matchup, maybe I look at this game differently. But I just, I just don't, and and it, the number is not that much. It's only three. So they're basically, the bookies are telling you this is an even game, pretty much. That's what they're telling you. You know, and I know they put a lot in the game when they lost by the 61-yard field goal back on Christmas Eve. I understand all of that. Giants had a great year, but I just think there's too much against them in here. Too much against them and too much of that, you know, karma that it's almost like a given the Giants are winning the game. And that's that's really my my thought process here. All right, all right. Joseph, let's get to Cincinnati and Baltimore. And by the way, no Lamar Jackson, don't even know about Hunley, could be Anthony Brown again at quarterback. Think about the quarterback situation right. in a few right. of these games. Dolphins, backup quarterback. Ravens, backup quarterback. Yep. Insane when you think about it. Well, let me just say this, too. You know, if, if there's any fantasy with my football team, before we get to the picks here, about getting Lamar Jackson, forget about it. Number one, Lamar Jackson, now two years in a row, major injuries that didn't finish the season. Two years in a row, he missed five games last year. It's going to be six with the playoff game this year. He's he's a running quarterback that gets hurt all the time. Yeah, he's spectacular. He's all of that. He's won one playoff game in his his career. Uh, You have to give an arm or leg your firstborn and, you know, whatever for this guy. I want no part of him with the Jets. and, And I also think he's overrated. No part of him. Let me just, I want to be on record. Now, that is on record. Joe wants no part of Lamar Jackson. No. And is it more because of what you'd have to give up to get him, or is it the player well, I mean, I, in itself? Already, I'm, I'm already, you know, we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, he gets hurt all the time. Well, so does Lamar Jackson. He now. does. I You're mean, not wrong. It. Two years in a row, and he's a running quarterback, right? He's a running quarterback. He's never going to beat you in the pocket. That's his biggest strength is his legs and running the football. And I'm sorry. And And here's the other thing. If a team like the Ravens, who to me are one of the best organizations. World class organization. Agree. One of the best. They know what they're doing. If they are looking to let Lamar go, that tells you all you need to know. I would agree with that. Nothing else. You know what, Joe? I think there's something to be said for that. Because there are certain organizations (laughs) you don't give the benefit of the doubt to. The Ravens are one of those teams I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to. From the way they run their draft, their personnel, their coach, who is first class across the board. If they don't want Lamar Jackson back on their team, that sounds a major, major alarm. I yeah, agree. No question. With that said, I'm taking the Bengals and laying the 10. I, I, the more I think about it, the Bengals have won like six in a row. They beat Baltimore last week. You have one of those with those deals where you got the two teams playing back-to-back weeks, you know, from the regular season to the playoffs. They beat them last week. I don't care who the quarterback is. I think the Bengals are The more I look at Cincinnati, the more I start to say, you know what? They can get to the Super Bowl again. They got a tremendous quarterback, as good as anybody. I mean, let's. Everybody talks about Mahomes and and Allen. You know, Burrow is just as good. Well, let's be honest. I mean, he's right there with those two guys. I love the Bengals. I think this could be a blowout too. I hate to say it. Give me the Bengals laying the ten. Everything you said about the Bengals is fair. Everything you said about Burrow, who I absolutely love, is fair. That said, Joe. I think Baltimore is keeping this game close because right. they right now are playing with a top five defense in the league. Their addition of Roquan Smith yeah, changed the entire vibe of their defense. And I, I think it's a kitchen sink game. I think it's the sort of game where Harbaugh is going to pull every bag out of the hat, every trick imaginable to keep this game close. Now, talent will ultimately prevail. But I think you'll see a drastic difference, in my opinion, between the Dolphin-Bill game, which I think has route written all over it, as opposed to Baltimore and Cincinnati. I think the Ravens, they used to playing without Jackson. They did last year. They have this year. I think they keep the game close. I think their defense, too, getting a look at what Cincinnati wanted to do last week, that might work in their favor as well. I'll take Baltimore. I'm going to hold my nose here. I'll take them plus the 10. Beautiful. All right. All right. Now you got now you the, last the pick honors here. on the Cowboy Buck game, right? And this is going to be a fun one. This is a very, very tough call. Two By coaches. Way, let me on- just say this. This is the hardest game for me to pick this game. You said it was 
The Seattle, San Fran. This game is, I, I was back and forth 15 different ways in this game. You know, this game I actually haven't been back and forth on it. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going with the Cowboys. They're better. You know what? I know Brady's there. I know Tampa Bay's at home. I know the numbers for Dallas on grass. I know Dallas has never beaten Tom Brady, going back to his days with the Patriots and now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, Joe, they're better. Like, you're giving me Michael Parsons with a chip on his shoulder. He didn't make the all-pro team. I think he's going to play like a man possessed in this game. And I get I get an opportunity to bet against Tom Bowles in a playoff game. What do I sign? And I know it's Brady. And I know he's the best to ever do it. And he's getting two and a half points in this game. This is the same Tampa team that should have lost to Arizona, that should have lost to Los Angeles, that should have lost to New Orleans. Those are three bad football teams. Let's think about that for a minute. New Orleans, Atlanta, and Arizona. Dallas has to win this game. They have to win this game. I'm laying two and a half points. They're so much better on paper. If they don't win this game, the entire coaching staff should be wiped out as far as I'm concerned. I am on the Cowboys. I'm holding my nose with this one. I know this has disaster for me written all over it, but the Bucs have been trendy, Joe. Everyone seems to be on the Bucs this week. I am actually on, believe it or not, Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I'm with you, bro. I went back and forth on this game. Um, to me, it comes down to this. There aren't many games where Mike McCarthy's got the coaching edge. <laughs> but he's got it here, okay? Todd Bowles is terrible. And let's not lose sight of the fact the Bucs were 8-9. and nine. I mean, this is not a 13, you know, 12, 13, 14 win Buck team. This is a team that's under 500 in the worst division in the NFL this year, or everybody else finished 7-10 and 10 in the freaking division. Um, and I think, you know what? Dallas, that, that was a brutal loss in the playoffs last year. <clears throat> the loss to the Niners in Dallas was brutal. I'm sure, I'm sure it's really sticking in their craw about losing that game like they did last year to McCarthy, to Prescott, to everybody over there. You're right. This is not the Buck team of years gone by. Brady's not the same guy himself. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Brady's 45 years old. He has not played great this year. Outside of the second half against Carolina, which was a depleted secondary, he has played poorly this year. That's not not an act. He had a couple of fourth-quarter drives that changed the perception of his season. Right. Now, is, did I see something where Mike Evans is out in this game, or am I missing uh, that? No, I have not seen that. Now, it may have okay. changed, uh, but I have not seen it. No, okay, no. that's fine. I, I don't know why I thought that, but whatever. I think I, maybe I was thinking about something else. I don't know why I thought that. But regardless of that, it doesn't matter. I, I'm going with Dallas. I, like I said, I think it, it comes down to McCarthy and Bowles, and like I said, I got to give McCarthy the edge. And, and again, and the Bucks were uh, they were an 8-19. I am surprised you're on Dallas, but then again, it's Todd Bowles on the other sideline. I should have known that you'd be going against Todd Bowles. Any chance you get. Who am I kidding? Um, Do you have a favorite out of any of these bets, out of any of these plays? Which one do you like the most? Which do I like the most? I hate to say it, probably Buffalo. I I just can't can't kill you on that. You know what? I'm not knocking your team here, but they just. They're walking into a freaking buzzsaw, dude. I mean, with everything that's going on with DeMar Hamlin, the team is basically – and that's the other thing, Joe. They're 40% of the team. The team that went to Buffalo a month ago, they are a shell of that team, dude. And that was a month ago. Forget And I'm telling you, I don't love the coach, bro. I mean, you you can say whatever you want about this guy. Okay, you know what? What's so good about him? I mean, you freaking collapsed in the second half of the year. Okay, I understand Tua got hurt, you know, but – Still, he, he did get the, the most out of Tua this year. This is by far and away the best Tua has to, ever played. I understand that, but you lost a brutal game to the Chargers. You know, that was a big game. The Charger game really Well, it was a big game. Listen, it was a big game. game. But, but let's be real about this. The Packer game, I'm giving, the quarterback was concussed in the second half. Concussion. You have to. I mean, listen, the quarterback played the second half concussed. They lost to the Niners. The Niners, it's fair to say the Niners in that five-game losing streak, Joe. The right. Niners and Buffalo are the two best teams in the NFL. You can make that yeah. argument, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. lost to the Chargers, yes. another playoff team. Bad loss, but another playoff and, team. And in New England game, they're playing with a backup quarterback and then a right. third-string quarterback. And, and and it was so unimpressive against my crummy team. They were. I mean, they they just didn't. You know, but, they, they, but to they me, gave me Joe, no it is to so hard to do anything to, in this game. But it's very hard to knock a coach 
when a team's going in a five-game losing streak, when you're going, they, when you're down to second yeah. and third string quarterbacks, bro. Well, we'll see tough. about him next year. I, I mean, I, I don't love him. We'll see what happens with him next. I go see what happens with your quarterback. Well, you I was going to say, I, forget about the coach, Joe. Right. That, to me now, right. is the bigger question with them. Tua can play, but you cannot be a team that's hinging and holding on to hope that one hit, one hit could be done. You can't do that. You, do you have a first-round pick this year? No. They remember they lost. They lost the pick because of the tampering. <clears throat> okay, and then they that. traded San Francisco's first round pick for Bradley Chubb. Okay, interesting. Which was worth it. I have. I have no problem. He'll be on the team next year. They extended. Yeah, no, I, I no understand problem. that. I'm just. I. I I'm, I'm, okay. I didn't realize it. But they lost their pick because the owner tried to get Brady and Peyton and failed. Oh, that's right. 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 Only right. the Dolphins would try to tamper and not actually get the guy. You know, if you're going to tamper, you well, might as well team, get him. My team, my team would do something. They haven't done something like that, but that's something they would do. So let's, you, you know, you don't have to take credit for that alone. I understand <laughs> that. Listen, when it comes to an aptitude, our two teams, they've right. written a lot of chapters in what to right. do over the last there 25, 30 there, years. There is a lot to be said for that, no doubt. Well, All right, bro. So, so here we go. So I'm like I'm going with the 49ers, the Jags, the Bills, the Vikings, the Bengals, and the Cowboys. And the only two that we differ on is you like Seattle and you like the Ravens. I'm taking two of those underdogs. I'm hoping one of them hits. Let's be okay. honest, bro. That's the hope. If one of yeah. them hits, we'll see what the rest plays out. You know. Let's just hope we have some close games because this weekend has the makings of there's not going to be a lot of close games. I'm, uh, I'm a little worried about that. I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Well, Joseph, enjoy the games. Uh, we will chat next week. By the way, one week. last thing. Nice call by me on TCU. I just want to, I don't know. If it, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a good thing you didn't get that bet in. I, no, and you were watching that game in the compound in Florida. That uh, game was uh, over yeah. before it even began, my and, friend. Let's just hope the Dolphins put up a better fight than the Horn Frogs. Let's hope. I know. Yeah, yeah well, I, 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 they won't lose 65-7. to 7. I'm confident with that. Now, I also have, my wife, my wife has given me the master's pick. I'm giving you my master's pick. Wow. In, in January, I'm getting a master's pick. You're okay. Getting a ma- you're getting a pick in January. My wife made the call, and I liked it. I'm telling you, I, was, I saw in the post the other day they had the master's odds. Okay. Okay. This guy's getting 22 to 1. I hit, We hit on Scheffler last year. I'm way ahead of the game. Here's my pick for the master's. I love this guy. Will. Zalatoris. <laughs> Willie Z. Okay. I am, I'm giving you, I'm, my wife is all over Will. I'm giving you, my wife said, JZ, my wife said that he reminds, <laughs> reminds her of you. Real, I'll take that yeah. as a I wish I played golf like Willie Z. Well, well, I was just going to say, I mean, JJ's golf, golf game, not quite Zalatoris. Not either. quite. No, no, not quite. <laughs> I know, physically, because he's thin and all of that, but he's not lefty. Like JJ, I understand. But that's that. my God, bro. I'm telling you, really. I'm, We're in I'm a, we'll, I, I will make the bet immediately. He's 22 to one now. He's 22 to one now. We'll see what he does between now and and the Masters. You know what? How he plays. You know, going forward. But uh, I like him a lot. I like him in the man. 22 to one. I think he's a good number because I think when I look at the Masters, I'm looking at a guy that hasn't won before. And to me, he's on, He's right there ready to win a major. Now. And he's a big he's player, not, too. That's the other thing. He's a big player. He's been right there yeah. the last couple of years. He's ready to win a major. Rory McIlroy is the uh, favorite at 9-1. to one, Yeah, we're one. not betting that. No, 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 no. Zalia no, Torres, 20-something to 1. I might make the bet immediately. I'm in on it, bro. Yeah, I, am in I on like Zalia Torres, I do. I think that, uh, maybe we should do it soon because, like I said, it might just go down. You know, he wins a couple tournaments. He's going to wind up being, you know, 13-1. to one. Joseph, talk to your guy. We will think about that. Our friends at FanDuel will way, take care of pick, it. Who'd you pick in, uh, co- uh, uh, what is it called? I am, I, the, Cam, Cam Davis, who is four Cam on the Davis. four in the golf pool. Cam right. Davis. Not a bad right, start. Right. Not a bad start. And Finau last week, who was top 10. So yeah. we're, we're, we're cooking. Yeah, we're cooking. Well, I had the gala. I don't think he made, well, there was no cut last week, I don't think. I don't no, think no cut, cut, but he didn't do well. He did not. No, he did not. He stunk. I'm going with I'm going Webb Simpson this week, just to let you know. All right, there you go. Well, Webb Simpson, Cam Davis, gone? and Cam Davis. Oh, Cam Davis, that's what you said. Yes. So hopefully one of us cashes. Joseph, yeah. enjoy Wild Card so, Weekend. We will chat next week.
Love and happiness, my man. We go from our main man, Joe B, to our guy in the desert, Arthur Caesar, Westgate Superbook extraordinaire. Buddy, let's start here. Is this the most lopsided wild card weekend you can remember in quite a while? I, I know a lot of it is due to my team and what they got going on at quarterback, the Ravens and what they got going on at quarterback. I feel like we have some potential for some blowouts here this weekend, dude. JJ, I don't disagree. And you know what shocks me? It's the three divisional games. You know, it's Seattle, San Fran, your boys and the Bills, and Ravens, Bengals. It's it's teams that know each other, and those are the spreads that are the most out of hand, and a couple of them have gotten really out of hand. So, yeah, I'm shocked. Listen, there's still some good games, and you and I both know. In these one-game type scenarios, there's going to be an upset or two. So we just got to see. Okay. The three monsters. Baltimore, Cincinnati. Miami, Buffalo. San Fran, Seattle. Out of those three, basically or close to double-digit dogs. Seattle, Baltimore, Miami. Who has the best chance of being competitive in the game? I think it's Seattle. Now, you and I both know, and we've seen it all week, the San Fran, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Moneyline Parlay. Oh, you guys are going to have liability up the wazoo with that, bro. Liability up the wazoo. And and Mm -hmm. listen, normally, Art, I discourage everybody from putting that sort of tease in. I can't even discourage it this week. Dude, I know know it's square. I I know it's obvious. Uh, Are you going to discourage it? I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. And this is how we look at this wild card weekend. Because that's going to be so in vogue and there's going to be so many combinations of that and teasers and all the other things. We, If we get one of the big double-digit teams to win outright, it's going to be awesome for us because it will kill all of that. But I'm with you. Listen, I'm a gambler, like we know. And I, I mean, listen, I'm on the other side of the counter, but how could you go against that money line parlay? How could it lose? I mean, you know, sometimes things are too good to be true, but that might be a layup. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think, though, out of the three, I think Seattle's got a real shot. Um, and I love San Francisco. San Francisco, to me, could win the Super Bowl. But I just think Seattle could hang in that game. Well, I'm right there with you with Seattle. That was the toughest game for me to pick of the week. I just think they're the healthiest of those three teams. And I know they did not play great against Kansas City, and they didn't play great against the Niners in the two games. They did stabilize things, though, Art. They beat the Jets when they needed a win. They won Week 18 barely by the skin of their teeth against the Los Angeles Rams. Like, if Miami had Armstead and they had Bridgewater, maybe i make the case they keep it close. Skyward Thompson, bad line, no chance. Baltimore, see, I think Baltimore can be in the game art because of their defense. Baltimore don't have a chance in hell winning that game. Not with their quarterback situation. Yeah, I agree. And I'm with you. I, I mean, and once again, you know, it's probably, it probably goes Seattle, Baltimore, and then Miami, who I would feel the best about. The Ravens, I think, and not like the Bengals are the 85 Bears, but the Bengals, are. I mean, the Ravens are going to have trouble scoring. They just are. But when you get nine and a half, almost 10 points with a total that low, that total is now 40 and a half. That total's come down three and a half points from our opener of 44. You think it will be tight. You know, when they played earlier in the year, and I understand Lamar played in the game, that was a two point game. You know, you would think that these two teams are going to play between a three and seven point game. That's possibly where it could be, unless the Bengals just absolutely boat race them. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, I don't know. I just I have a hard time thinking the Ravens can win or Miami can win, but maybe Seattle could pull the upset. Um, as far as that Miami Buffalo line, 13 and a half right now. To me, it's still too low, Art. Now, when does it get to a point when you would consider buyback on the Dolphins? So that's been such an interesting game. So Sunday night, you know, the the Packer Lion game ends. We start putting out the numbers. For wildcard weekend. We opened Buffalo minus 11. Now, there was some thoughts Tua might play. Or well, Tua that's why it get... got down to nine, nine and a yeah. half. I was like, all right, what's going on here? What exactly. do I not know? Exactly. 
So we got to nine, and I'll tell you what, the second we got to nine, the sharp guys, they saw the blood in the water, and they jumped all over that. And then obviously Tua gets ruled out. Skylar Thompson is going to be the quarterback. And we've had it sitting. We're not even at 13 and a half. We're at 13. But I'll tell you what, now that it's gone back to 13, that game has shown the least interest from both sides, whether it's the sharp betters or the public. And that happens a lot of the times, even in the regular season, when a spread is so high, people stay away. Now, I get it. It's a playoff game. There will be bets on it. But out of all the games, that's the one that's attracting the least attention. Let's get to the game that's near and dear to the hearts of the listening audience, the Giants and the Vikings. And Art, they played a couple weeks ago. I love the Giants in the game. The Giants easily could have won the game. You know I'm here in New York. Maybe I'm biased because I'm walking around town. I'm talking to a lot of folks. Art, I can't find a soul that likes Minnesota in this game. And that and that alone would scare the living daylights out of me going into this spot. I know the Giants are well coached. I know they can make plays against that Viking defense. I know the Vikings overachieved all year. They're also a much more talented team than the Giants when it's all said and done. Are you guys actually going to be rooting for Minnesota in this game, or is it basically a 50-50 split? You know, this game, you're talking to a Giants fan. I'm terrified of it, too, because like you said, I don't see anyone who likes Minnesota in like you know the media realm of just picking games and all that. As far as a gambling standpoint goes, this is the game that's seen the best two-way action, the best split action. We actually have sharps on both sides. We have sharps who like the Giants plus three and sharps who like Minnesota minus three. Uh, you know, I don't really see the number moving off three. I think it's going to stay three unless some really wacky stuff happens here. A um, little bit of money on the over. It was 47, now 48. I'm with you. And that game, you know, it took a 61-yard field goal to beat the Giants. Minnesota is more talented. They're at home. Giants definitely have the edge with the coaching. I mean, you know, Cousins can get weird sometimes, but I don't know. There's a part of me that, listen, thinks the Giants can win the game and will be in the game, but I just don't feel good about it. I think Minnesota's going to win. All right. Now, Dallas, Tampa. Monday night. Am I crazy, Art? Because I know they're America's team, and I know they normally are lining up at the ticket window to go and bet the Cowboys. Because it's Brady, because of what the public perception is on the Cowboys. Are you guys, dare I say, going to be Cowboy fans on Monday night? It looks like it right now. Wow. Um, Isn't yeah. that crazy? It that's, is. Uh, that's crazy to think about, dude. Crazy it to is. think about. But you know what? America's team is also going up against America's quarterback. Also true. Bra I'm telling you, Brady, for 20 years... People just go to the window blindly to bet him. They don't care. I mean, they just have done it for, like I said, two decades. We opened the game. We had Cowboys three and a half. That was the wrong number. They jumped all over it. The Sharps took three and a half. And then the public started coming in and taking three. We're now Cowboys minus two and a half. And I thought when we got to the two and a half and we got under the field goal, like you said, the Dallas people would come line up. They haven't done that yet. Now, obviously, this is the last game. This is the Monday game. There'll be a lot of things tied to it, and it's the standalone game. It's not competing with any other games that day. It's the only game people will be focused on, but they have not wanted to take Dallas yet. We're about a three-and-a-half-to-one ticket count on Tampa. Whoa. Yeah. That's insanity to me. And we'll get yep. to one of my favorite plays of the week coming up in a matter of moments. Before we get to Joe's picks and my picks, Chargers, Jaguars. This actually is my best bet of the week. I love Jacksonville in the game. I think last week is a good wake-up call for them. I think the Chargers playing their game, their guys in Week 18 was malpractice. I think there's a major coaching advantage, Staley as opposed to Doug Peterson. The Jaguars are physical. I don't trust the Chargers. Is this, this a two-way action game, or are you guys Jaguar fans on Saturday? You know, this is the, you know, with the Giants and Vikings, this one has seen good two-way action, but the two-way split has been interesting. Sharps have lined up on the Chargers. Public has lined up on Jacksonville. We're now two and, yeah, yeah, we're now two and a half. A little bit of total money came, came in on the over two, 46 and a half to 47 and a half, but I'm with you. I don't like how the Chargers treated that last game of the season. I mean, you got Mike Williams limping off the field. They just, that team's always injured, like, you can't do anything in Denver. Why are you playing that game? And Jacksonville, 
that defense they went against, you know, I understand Lawrence didn't play great, but the Titans have a good defense. That was a divisional game for the division, all that type of stuff. And I'm with you. I think the big edge here is the coaching. I mean, Peterson is so much better than Staley. Staley's terrible. I don't care. I don't like him as a coach. And the fact now that it's hit that two and a half, it's now for me like my favorite teaser leg of the week. I mean, it has gotten there, but it'd be interesting to see if now that it's two and a half, because two, two and a half is almost like the new three in the NFL with the extra point getting moved back. I wonder if at some point we see some Jacksonville sharp money because this is the highest Jacksonville has hit in the market. All right, buddy. Before we get your tease of the week, Joe and I are united front. It's Minnesota, Buffalo, Dallas, and Jacksonville. We are heads up in Seattle, San Francisco, and Baltimore, Cincinnati. He's got the Bengals. I got the Ravens. He's got the Niners. I got the Seahawks. So as far as the wild card weekend picks are concerned, what do you like more? Well, you guys being united on Jacksonville, I'm into it. I like it. You know, no disrespect to your team, but you know, Buffalo, you got to be in on them. I just said, as a Giant fan, I don't feel great about this game. I'd probably lay the points with Minnesota. Obviously, I'm going to stay completely away from the game and just root for my team, but I think Minnesota's probably going to win and cover. The Dallas one's interesting. I understand the rationale now to take Dallas because it's two and a half and you get the better number and all the money lining up on Tampa. I don't know, man. I I just feel like I've been burned so many times going against Brady. I could really see Brady and them winning this game. So as far as the picks you guys are united on, I like those picks three to one. The one I don't like is Dallas. Now the ones you're going heads up on. We talked about it. He likes the Niners. You like Seattle. I'm giving you the check mark. I like Seattle too. I think Seattle can stay in the game. I think San Francisco wins the game, but you know, I think also too, there could be some backdoor stuff here. You know, Pete Carroll, Gino, a lot of the magic that they have. I think they could probably get it done and stay in the game. And I'm actually with Joe on the Bengals. I think the Bengals eventually pull away in the game. I just, I don't know. There, there's a part of me that, listen, I got a 20 to one Ravens to win the Super Bowl. I'll be pulling for the Ravens, but it's just, it's just gone so against what's going on with them. So I don't know. I just, I got to give Joe the edge there. And it's funny. You guys, to me, are tied this week. I like both of you because I give you a three and one and back and forth. The one thing I'll say, if I had to give an edge to pick one, I am going to take Cincinnati in a teaser. So I'll give Joe the slight edge. Slight edge as we are neck and neck heading into the postseason. All right, teaser leg. Fair to say Jacksonville, Cincinnati. I think you kind of hinted at it. I love Jacksonville as a tease. I love Cincinnati as a tease. Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. But unlike what we've been doing all year with six, you got to go seven now. You got to get Cincinnati under the three. So you're going to go a two-team seven-point tease. You'll take Jacksonville plus nine and a half. You'll take Cincinnati down to minus two and a half. I like the sound of that Arthur Caesar. Cincinnati two and a half, teasing the Jaguars up. Best of luck. Enjoy the games this weekend. We will chat for the divisional round. Good, sir. JJ, always a pleasure, my man. Let's cash some tickets this week, and we will chat next week for another very fun week of NFL football. The pleasure is mine. That's Arthur Caesar, our Vegas extraordinaire from Westgate. So before we say goodbye, before we get ready for the weekend, Jeff Money, almost a perfect weekend. The Green Bay Packers had to get in the way. They got in the way of a lot. Uh, what were they? All right, let's see the picks. Wild card weekend. The floor is yours. Up, JJ. Jeff Money here with a handicapper picks. This be for the wild card week. The playoffs are on the money now. Okay, as far as uh, last week, I was 1 0 on my money play for the year. I wound up going 12 and 6. I was 4 and 1 for the week. Um, I ended up 39, 48, and 3 for the year for the regular season. You won your best bet. You finally lost the best bet. You were. 13, 4, and 1. You were 3 and 2 for the week. You're 47, 39, and 4. We didn't have any head to head, but so far for the year, we're 9, 9, and 1 against each other. Family plays, we were 1 and 1. We're 5 and 10 on the year. Okay, here we go. We're picking all the games. I'm keeping it in ranking order as a FanDuel line. Here we go. Game number one, my money play. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers minus the 9.5 over the Seattle uh, Seahawks. Game number two, I'm going to take the New York Giants plus the three over the Minnesota Vikings. And have game number two. Game number three, I'm going to take the L.A. Chargers minus the two and a half over the Jaguars. 
game number four, I'm going to take my Dallas Cowboys minus a two and a half over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Game number five, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals minus the eight and a half over the Baltimore Ravens. And the, uh, my final ranking game, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills minus the 13 and a half over your Miami Dolphins. Again, my six plays in ranking order, my money play, I'm going to take the 49ers minus the nine and a half, the Giants plus the three, the Chargers minus the two and a half, the Cowboys minus the two and a half, the Bengals minus the eight and a half, and the Bills minus the 13 and a half. And I'm sure we got to have some family plays and some heads up matchups in there. And everyone can follow all my daily plays on Twitter at Jeff Money. Okay, JJ, I'm out of here. Let's go. Let's go, Jeff Money. The Giant fan going to like hearing that you're on them. I'll ride with you with the Dallas Cowboys, but then we're basically heads up in a bunch of these games. I do have the Bills. It's weird. I have the Bills, but I'm really riding against you, if we're being perfectly honest. I'd love to see my Dolphins just give me a half. Just don't embarrass yourselves. Don't pull a TCU, would you please? Can't believe it. Second time my team is in the postseason in the last, what, seven years? I got to watch a backup quarterback in both of the games. Misery. Absolute misery. Well, I know I'm going to have misery this weekend. Let's hope the Giant fan does not. Let's hope that my pick is wrong on this particular game. And we're talking about the Giants going into the divisional weekend week from now. Wouldn't that be something? Well, that's what's in front of them. Giants, Vikings. And remember, we'll have an SGP on FanDuel before the game. And then after the game, Spotify Live will turn it into our pod. Reaction to Giants and Vikings. First time we've done this for a playoff game. It's pretty exciting. Spotify Live right after Giants, Vikings at 430. Good job, Stefan. Enjoy your weekend. JJ out. Be good, everybody.